doing, everybody? Tyler Woods here on the Movie Review Podcast on The Batman. Oh, what is it with Hollywood standard nowadays? It's like every five years or so we get a remake of not only just Batman, but Spider-Man as well. Hope you're having a good weekend. Uh, The weather on this date, March 5th. Oh, boy, it is so warm. Is this, uh, does this mean uh, this is the time of the big thaw over here in northern Michigan where the snow uh, melts, stays away? Now, we'll probably get hit with a few snowstorms uh, before April. I don't know. Northern Michigan weather, right? Anyway, welcome to the podcast on The Batman. This is a very highly anticipated movie uh, starring all kinds of uh, acting talent like Mr. Ed, Twilight Star, Heartthrob, Robert Pattinson, I can do more than just sing Zoe Kravitz reprising her role as Catwoman. No, I know what I said. It's true. She's been Catwoman before. It was five years ago, actually, in the uh, Lego Batman movie. Jeffrey Wrights, who uh, watches everything you do as the Watcher in the What If uh, MCU show on Disney+, Plus, is uh, here as Detective James Gordon. The Penguin, or Oz, as uh, the... Uh, Character credit goes to uh, the only actor who can make being trapped in a phone booth exciting. And, of course, I don't even know why I'm going to mention this, but my mom's Hollywood crush. Stay away from her. Colin Farrell. Alfred, by uh, one of the greatest only actors who enjoys tight spandex, motion capture suits, and uh, makes an Oscar-worthy performance in them with a voice that you just want whispering to you at night. Andy Serkis. And you know him, you love him, and have loved him since recognizing him as the butler in Mr. Deeds, but will really hate him in this one. John Turturro as the sleazy mob boss Carmine Falcone. And then lastly, this man who probably hates uh, bowling after filming There Will Be Blood and probably uh, has uh, against him a restraining order from Daniel uh, Radcliffe after Swiss Army Man. No, I'm just kidding about that one. But <laughs> it's it's like he's always typecast as being somewhat of a creepy guy. Paul Dano as the Riddler. And also starring other phenomenal actors, Peter Sarsgaard, uh, Jamie Lawson, uh, Con O'Neill, and also uh, someone else in here that I will not say who, but... Uh, He's credited as a unseen Arkham prisoner. Jeez, I wonder who that could be. And finally, this is directed by Matt Reeves. This is a name you should definitely know if you are a uh, moviegoer. He's directed films like Cloverfield, Let Me In. You remember that one, right? About the uh, the vampire girl uh, befriending a little boy. He also um, directed uh, the last two Planet of the Eight films, uh, Dawn and War, which are very well done, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, it's a no-brainer why Andy Serkis is in this cast. Uh He's a great director as well as a producer. Oh uh, yeah, well, if I mean if he's so good, why why didn't he get Ben Affleck in the movie? What was up with that? I thought Ben Affleck was Batman or Batfleck, whatever you want to call him nowadays. Restore the Snyderverse. All right, yeah, you want to start off with that, huh? Yeah, why wasn't Ben Affleck in this movie? I mean, wasn't he originally slated to be in this movie? This origin story about you know how it leads up to his events in the uh, DC EU to Batman versus Superman maybe at first but I think it kind of went off the rails I mean there are a lot of articles that tell different events on what happened leading to uh, Ben Affleck's abrupt retirement from uh, Batman uh, but yeah from what I recall I mean there were creative differences between them uh, I don't think Matt Reeves wanted to do anything for the DC EU which, I mean, I, I don't blame him for as wonky <laughs> as it is already. Um, but at the same time, I think uh, Ben Affleck was, either he had it or he was demanding uh, 
creative control of uh, Batman, you know, kind of like with uh, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. And, well, I mean, I guess it didn't really go through. Warner Brothers says, hey, tough, deal with it. And that led to his uh, abrupt departure, Baffling. Another thing I think, I mean, of course it was ego against ego because Matt Reeves is a director. Ben Affleck, not only is he an actor, but he also is a great director. You know, say like, I don't know, what's what's a good way to relate this? Say you're working fast food, but you never wanted the management position, but uh, the but the new hire got the uh, supervisor position after four months of getting hired, and you were the one training them. Now they're the one, uh, you know, telling you what to do and getting written up for it. Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of that kind of feeling. Maybe I don't know. Uh, but I also read an article here that Reeves always intended Robert Pattinson to play Batman. So I mean, maybe the conflict was purposeful. But in the end, I mean, there's just a little bit nervous right now because I mean, this is just spur of the moment. <laughs> um. Okay. All right. I think I got the tools all set and ready. Okay. So I'm going to play you some more uh, Batman theme music, and then uh, we're going to see if we can get them on. All right? Not a whole lot you can do when it comes to showbiz. I mean, if you're in, you're in. If you're out, you're out. So Ben Affleck retires the Cape and Cal, and I remember when the news broke out that uh, Robert Pattinson was named uh, the new uh, Dark Knight's. I was actually live on my Takeover Night show on 106KHQ, and I remember actually posting that story, and I actually have it pulled up here right now because I have some commenters on here. So let's go down the list here. Let's see what some of you said. How about Amy of Traverse City uh, tagging someone named Brian? It's your boy! Ryan comments uh, with a Simon Cowell uh, gif. With uh, Justin bringing up uh, Ryan Reynolds and Green Lantern, Shannon goes, no, just no. I mean, she's a Twilight fan, but no. Casey of Traverse City says, you know, Robert Pattinson has been in other things other than Twilight, and he's actually a pretty good actor. People are judging the movie before they even see it. Oh, but here comes uh, Jamie with a counterpoint. You know, agree that, yeah, Rob is a good actor, just not Batman. Doesn't see it. Doesn't have the billionaire playboy attitude yeah, well i guess we'll see about that uh, towards the review there uh uh wait what did i say your name was jamie yeah we'll see about that robin of lilanos says no just no oh we got another no just no <laughs> she must know shannon uh doesn't want sparkly vampire batman <laughs> it's probably in some other kind of dc universe anyway and then here's uh here's something robert he seems to be very insightful seems to be right there that yeah may be a good actor, but just cannot see him as Batman, let alone Taylor Lautner as Bane. Probably the best Bane ever was Tom Hardy. Bad choice. Well, I guess he really knows his Batman stuff. Uh, oh, wow. You know what? I just had a crazy idea. Do you think I should call him? I think I can get him on here. Yeah, let's check that out. Hold on. Okay, hold on a second. Let's see if this works. I'm a little bit nervous right now because, I mean, this is just spur of the moment. <laughs> I'm going to play you some more uh, Batman theme music, and then uh, we're going to see if we can get him on. All right?
right, so I'm on hold right now. I think they're just about to get him. Or I don't know. They're probably going to hang up on him. Hey, is this Robert? Yeah. Robert, it's Tyler Woods of KHQ. How are you? Holy hell. Hey, man. How are you doing? Not too bad. How's it going? It's going all right. So uh, I just came out of the Batman movie. Yeah. And the reason I'm calling you is because I remember when I posted the uh, story about two years ago on our KHQ Facebook page, I saw your comment. You remember what you wrote? Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, hey, I got it pulled up here. Let me remind you. Maybe a good actor, but I cannot see him as Batman, let alone Taylor Lautner as Bane. Probably best Bane ever was Tom Hardy. Bad choice. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even remember writing that all down. But hey, I mean, now that the movie is out, it looks as though it's getting praised. Robert Pattinson's getting great reviews, and people are saying, oh my gosh, yeah, he is definitely Batman. Yeah, the last couple of weeks I've been seeing some reviews, and I've been like, oh, okay, it might actually not be too bad. So I'm like, I'll give it a shot. So go ahead, go in my face, go for it. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you, you can confirm that. You might you might have jumped the gun a little bit. Yeah, honestly, yeah. All right, man. You have a good day, all right? Yep, you too. Oh, man. Oh, that was awesome. I can't believe I just pulled that off. <laughs> hey, Robert, if you're listening to this podcast episode, hey, thank you so much. All right, so let's get back into it. Okay, so, yeah, we were going around. Uh, it was announced Robert Pattinson would be Batman. We heard what Robert had to say about that. And, uh, yeah, after nine months, we got our first teaser of uh, Roberts in his bat suits. It actually did shut up some of the haters, uh, but only for a few days because, I mean, set footage released not too long after that. of uh, It wasn't Rob, but... Uh, it was his stunt double failing at riding the uh, custom bat cycle. Not his fault, though. I mean, the, the uh, they were in some kind of uh, rainy environment. I, I can't remember where it was filmed, but I remember the video. It's like he had some difficulty there on a curve, and as soon as he stopped, he fell over. So anything else happening? No, not really, uh, other than uh, this uh, intern with a very unique name. Um, goes by the name of COVID-19. Kind of get in there with uh, Robert Pattinson diagnosing him with the virus, shutting down production, resuming. Then I think there was like another halt. Yeah, they had to delay this uh, quite a few times to finally get this movie out. But we're here, and I guess it's time to review. So, how about we play that trailer? Oh, take it easy, sweetheart. You're 
everything they say, ain't you? Maybe we're not so different. Who are you under there? I'm vengeance. All right. You know what I really hate is that we have to coexist nowadays with so many trailers because I wanted to play. I want to play that first one. Um, yeah, what we just listened to was the main trailer. Uh, I wanted the one where he, he goes nuts on that one guy. Let's see if I can. Oh, OK. Yeah, the DC Fandome teaser. All right, let me see if I can find it here. Hold on. Oh, wait. Yep, here we go. Right here. The hell are you supposed to be? And it's like everyone's standing around. It's like, oh geez. Thankfully, I didn't get that role. Yeah, that's where all the that's where all the frustration of uh, being in Twilight went. <laughs> like, see Team Jacob again. See Team Jacob again. It's Team Edward. Uh, a little side note, by the way, if uh, there's any kind of uh, talent scouts listening uh, to this podcast, uh, I'm always available. You can reach me out there on my social media, Tyler Woods KHQ, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. Email me if you want to be part of the show, Tyler.Woods at 106KHQ. I'm also on TikTok at TylerWoods106 and Twitter at Woods Radio. Yeah, I actually wanted to get into the acting game, but I mean, nothing, uh, you know, live action. I always, you know. It's pretty much why I got in the radio to begin with. I, I love acting with my voice. So, yeah, voice actor. I don't think I'd be great at it. Just, like, you know, enough to be, I don't know, maybe throw, like, a side voice here and there. Anyway, that's enough about me and my tragic story. <laughs> All right. So, first thing to note on, this is 178 minutes long. Two minutes shy. Of three hours. Yeah, Avengers uh, Endgame runtime. Looking at it like, you know, no, don't you do it. I'm going to beat you down like you just did that one guy. <laughs> but really, I, I mean, I don't really care how long a movie is. I mean, just as long as, you know, you're not flooding it with uh, useless scenes that don't contribute to anything. And you take away from the experience and the engagement. And isn't that why we go to the movies anyway? To waste time? So I guess that completely goes against what I just told you. But no, for me, as a moviegoer, I really do expect to not get out of the engagement and just go, ah! Films are known to do that, even in the bad ones. This is very packed with a lot of different elements that miraculously tie in very well. Murders of high-profile public servants uh, calling out Batman to solve uh, the motive of the Riddler murders, while at the same time, it's uh, 
showing uh, the crime syndicates, the underbelly of Gotham City, as well as dirt on other high-profile people, such as uh, dirt on the Wayne family. So Matt Reeves has put together this hybrid film that uh, is borrowing from several films, like Seven, Saw, Fight Club, Godfather, uh, using the uh, Zodiac Killer, and just putting Batman in it. And it made it feel like a modern take on the uh, current Batman comics. Now, there are some flaws here. I mean, where you could have cut some things out, as well as uh, some missed opportunities that could have been expanded on it. Uh, like where the uh, the son of the mayor is constantly shown, but he has hardly any speaking lines. Whenever uh, the camera cuts to him, it shows him always sad, upset. Uh, you know, of course, his, his dad's dead. And I, and I think the reason they did that was to tell us that we know what he's going through, judging by what we have already seen several times in every other Batman movie, what happened to Bruce Wayne's parents. I mean... How many times did we get a Batman film where it always showed what happened to Bruce Wayne's parents? How many? Seriously, I'm not going to even count that. But I think that was a smart decision, too. It tells us, you know, uh, with shots like this, using somebody else's tragedy to tell us what we already know about another character. Um, but I wanted more. I, I wanted to not only see what he's feeling, I wanted to hear what he's feeling. And maybe kind of write in a uh, narrative with, how he can relate to Bruce Wayne in this movie, especially because they have such relatable tragedies. And no, I'm not saying like, you know, go for broke, make him the Robin. No, don't do it. Be my sidekick. Fight for justice. Yeah. You know, speaking of that justice element, you know, we have been absolutely spoiled with the Batman character always being about justice and fighting the good fights for what is right. Where we also forget, I mean, he's pretty much messed up, especially when getting, you know, that street cred as, uh, you know, this vigilante uh, film picks up after two years since Bruce Wayne donned the cape and cowl and establishes, uh, you know, the fear and vengeance element of his character. But at the same time, he is a man who is lashing out, uh, lashing on the, uh, the filth in his city that robbed him of his parents while at war with himself to never go beyond that breaking point. Never going far as to kill people. And you you can feel like, you know, he he really wants to do it, but he will not. But Robert Pattinson, he really captures uh, this perfectly. While being mostly shown as a very silent Batman, he hardly speaks in this. He's, he's basically speaking with, you know, his, his gaze, his leering, his movements, his, yes, fist and kicks. <laughs> and also with him as Bruce Wayne, I mean, he... Uh, this is a very young Bruce Wayne at a point where, you know, someone just doesn't know where they are uh, in the world, especially after going such a tragedy at childhood. Now, he's not completely emo or goth, however you want to look at him this way. He does open up a little bit to some characters like Alfred, Gordon, Catwoman. Uh, and at the same time, he's treating them harshly, poorly, on purpose, just to keep them away. I guess that's, uh, you know, his way to keep them safe. He's really carrying this film, but thankfully, I mean, the film doesn't uh, hope that one actor is carrying this nearly three-hour film. No, it's everybody, even those with the uh, tiny little credits, help uh, carry this film for you. Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon is amazing here. N not to mention, what I always hate is that uh, Gordon was hardly ever you know, involved helping Batman out whenever depicted in movies. 
Yeah, he's James Gordon. He's the one who just flashes the light and says, hey, Batman, so yeah, there's this case. Can you take care of that for us? Bye. No, here, Jeffrey Wright is pulling his weight, helping out solving the case. Although I do have to admit, I mean, for him not believing that there are dirty cops within the Gotham City Police Department, it's like, uh, does eternal affairs not exist in this world? Come on. You, th- you really thought everybody was good? Andy Circus. Yes. He was born to play Alfred. But I mean, I feel cheated that we didn't get much time with him being a surrogate father to this wayward Bruce Wayne who is still trying to find his place within the world. I mean, there is, I swear there was one scene in there uh the two shared and I, I it's like circus and character was about to beat him senseless and maybe that's why he went nuts on that one guy oh wow anyway uh zoe kravitz she definitely stands out as Catwoman, or i mean she goes by selena kyle i mean she's got her own convictions here her own story in this world that doesn't and is not overshadowed by its uh, protagonist its main lead the chemistry scenes with them uh played off smart it's not the uh, love at first sight or spontaneous at the right moment. It's more of a, they're both uh, tragic souls who learn off each other and understand one another. And then let's talk about John Turturro right over here as the uh, crime boss, Falcone. Wow. I mean, I mean, he's not in it as much, but you pretty much hate him at the start all the way till the end. And now uh, Colin Farrell, please stay away from my mom. (laughs) Him as a, Oz or Oswald Cobblepot, the penguin, uh, that makeup job, it better get an Oscar because I forgot who I was looking at uh, whenever he was on screen. I mean, he delivers such a snarky, smart mouth, uh, crooked character, you know, always looking after himself, pretty much what the penguin is all about. But, he, you know, he stands on a very neutral ground. You don't hate him at all. Now to Paul Dano. Look, I love his Riddler, but I can't help but feel he was typecasted. Uh, to be, uh, you know, creepy here. But, I mean, it worked out. He's got this presence throughout the film, even though you don't get to see much of him at the end. He's got tone, delivery, such a great antagonist uh, for uh, this movie. And I probably should have clocked this in, but um, when we finally see who he is behind the mask and captured, arrested, and being interrogated by Batman, the movie has about 38 minutes left. So they pretty much signaled me that they're going to wrap this up as quickly as possible or just not expect uh, such a epic final conclusion. And yet again, that's uh, trying to get a Joker performance out of another character. I'm not blaming Reeves or Dano for this, but I think I, I want to put the blame on uh, Warner Brothers here. Cause, I mean, they, they always do this. I don't know why, but they, they make the characters seem very Jokerish, no matter who is the bad guy here. Like with Batman versus Superman, Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. That wasn't Lex Luthor. That was Jesse Eisenberg trying to be the Joker and Lex Luthor. But I can pretty much understand the confusion if you don't know your character. I mean, the, the Riddler, yeah, crazy. Almost identical like the Joker, but he's more of an eccentric showboat game show host where the Joker, who is one for the theatrics, but a psychotic maniac. Oh, yeah, and uh, speaking of the Joker, oh, 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 no spoilers, as it says on the social media thing. Look, there's no spoilers here. All right, you all know what's going on. Yeah, there is a Joker, but it's not Joaquin Phoenix or Jared Leto. It's a actor, a new actor portraying the Joker, and it's an actor you know. Goes by the name of uh, Barry Cogan. Why does that name sound familiar? All right, he's uh, he's that guy from uh, The Eternals. 
Yeah, he's got a brief scene for sequel baits, and there is uh, no uh, after credit scene. I mean, you got to be out your mind thinking there is, because, I mean, the film is already nearly three hours long. <laughs> what more do you want? But, yeah, this was a good Batman movie, even with its flaws. To call this uh, better than The Dark Knight, eh, yeah, it's a bit of a long shot, but it's right up there. It stands on its own. Not a mind-blown experience like the hero who's needed, but not the uh, not the one wanted. This is more of a understandable insight on conviction. So I'm going to give this a four and a half out of five stars and give it a full price movie ticket. See it as a matinee or a nighttime premiere price. And uh, that's going to be it for the Batman review. Let me just pull up my Facebook right now, Tyler Woods KHQ, and see what uh, next movie I'm going to be reviewing. Oh, no. That's going to be a month from now. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh, boy. If you haven't heard my review on Sonic the Hedgehog, I advise that you go ahead and you check it out. <laughs> Got a running gad about Portal! Seriously, I mean, what is it with uh, tying in franchises and bringing it to uh, modern-day planet Earth, all with the utilization of Portal? I mean, they, they use it everywhere. Everywhere. Just give it its own universe. You think I'm crazy? Okay, look. Here, here are some films. Masters of the Universe. Fat Albert, Space Jam movies. Do I seriously have to go on with this? Because I'm not. No, I'm done. No, I'm done. I'm done. No, no. I said I'm done.